From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Now listen, you Democrat morons, I want to thank you. You were able to usurp the office and lie to the American people by putting this dimwit in diapers in his basement and not letting him out. The idea that you're sending this buffoon to the Sunshine State only makes it fantastic for the non-Marxist mafia, the non-communist, the non-gilded socialists, the good old Americans. Because now we have Florida mayors who were originally Democrats endorsing Ron DeSantis. Because everybody knows this idiot isn't capable of anything, let alone the truth, honesty. What he is is a feeble fascist fraud. No, that's a fact. As as my granddaughter used to say, Google it. I'm serious. We've cut the federal deficit... You cut the federal deficit in half is what this short-in-the-pants, lying Irish gypsy goes on to say. The federal deficit has, first of all, you're a liar. You're not calculating in your new bills, your new spending. And what you are calculating is is tax revenue generated by Trumponomics, not feudalnomics practiced by the Democrat morons. And you're also not counting in the fact of what you've done to the American people. But some of the Florida Democrats who are now embarrassed by your feeble fascist derriere prancing around the Sunshine State, like the mayor of Miami Beach, who was elected as a Democrat. Here's what he has to say to you, feeble man. Truthfully, I think it's too little, too late. And President Biden coming here is fantastic. But unfortunately, the Democratic Party of Florida has been in a semi-conscious coma for a long period now. And I don't think a week out that's going to do much, if anything whatsoever. I mean, think of what's going on. As far as the messaging, Florida's been hitting on all cylinders. And I'm a Democrat telling you this. Uh, What are Floridians concerned about? They're concerned about inflation. Uh, They don't pin that to the current administration in Florida. They pin that to Washington, to the Democratic Party. They're concerned about immigration. They're concerned about crime. Think about what's going on in our country right now. People are getting mugged. They're getting mugged on the city streets, but they're also getting mugged when they go to the grocery stores. So that is something that they're pinning on the Democratic Party in Washington. They're not pinning it on the Republican Party that's controlling the state of Florida. Uh, So I don't believe that'll have any impact, if any at all, at this point. It's great. The impact is that even people who believe themselves to be Democrats are seeing this feeble fraud for exactly what he is, a fascist, an absolute and total fascist. I played this clip for you yesterday, but the reason I'm playing it for you today is because you're being told that speaking up against the obvious corruption, the obvious failings of this Democrat mafia is somehow violence. And that is a problem, as we've forgotten what the definition of violence is. I'm going to play for you the most violent thing an American president can say. In the last six months, six of the largest oil companies have made more than $100 billion in profits. I think it's outrageous. 
So he's threatening to take the money. Like he threatens to take the money of the individual. Like he threatens to take the money of the producers in this country and give it to the welfare roaches who are his base. But he wants you to believe that American oil is the problem. American oil is the problem. When the real problem and the driver for all of your costs is the policies of this feeble fascist. Not to mention the flaws in them. For instance, we're still buying Russian oil. Once again... These idiots have sold a fairy tale to those people dumb enough who've been graded on a curve their whole life, dumb enough to vote Democrat. In late May, three months after the U.S. imposed sanctions on Russian oil, gasoline made from Russian crude was delivered to this terminal in New Jersey. It was later distributed to gas stations across the East Coast. It came from this refinery in Italy owned by Russian oil giant Luke Oil. That's because of a U.S. sanctions loophole that allows banned Russian crude to be refined in a country outside of Russia and sent to the U.S. We tracked ships, pieced together months of commodity data, shipping documents, and satellite imagery to reveal how Russia's second largest oil and gas company, Luke Oil, is sending Russian oil refined in Italy to companies like Exxon in the United States without violating sanctions. And they're making a fortune. A fortune. The so-called sanctions are exactly what I told you they were when they were put on. They're put on you, the American people. This dimwit in diapers has put the sanctions on you, all of you. And this idea that they're helping things, that they're making the world safer. You obviously didn't hear about Operation Vigilant Storm. What about the climate, squirrel? Blowing up stuff, is that good for the climate or is it the gas in your Civic? The United States and South Korea are right now holding one of their largest combined military air drills. Hundreds of... Oh, I know, Squirrel. She has an accent because the American news mafia is playing that uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband and his assailant in his underpants who broke into his house in his underpants, that's violence. They don't want you to know about what real violence is. Real violence is blowing up stuff, killing innocent people. The United States and South Korea are right now holding one of their largest combined military air drills. Hundreds of warplanes from both sides are staging mock attacks 24 hours a day for the better part of a week. Now, the operation called Vigilant Storm will run until Friday. About about 240 warplanes, including... 240 airplanes blowing stuff up for 24 hours a day for a week! And you're going to tell me about the climate? Hey, eco-Nazi frauds, are you going to tell me about the climate? Parents of the F-35 stealth fighter from both the United States and South Korea. Are oh, am I supposed to cheer? Is this where I wave the flag? <gasps> USA! When Joe Biden is in charge, when the Democrat frauds are in charge, and when most of the Republicans are in charge, the devastation done in the name of your country, in the name of American principles, is outrageous. It's an atrocity. It's a crime. And the whole time you're being told it's for your safety, this has nothing to do with your safety. If they wanted your safety, they would strengthen American companies rather than enriching their so-called enemies. Because they're not in nearly the climate of fascism we are. Out of this massive drill, in total, the fighter jets will be conducting about 1,600 sorties. Washington and Seoul believe Pyongyang may be about to resume testing of nuclear bombs for the first time since 2017. Well, they're going to test nukes. We're going to test nukes. You mean the whole time I'm hearing how unhinged Rootin' Tootin' Putin is, we're the ones testing nukes? I didn't see that on ABC or CBS. I didn't see anything on the major news networks except stupid 
And I'd like to remind everybody that it was the Democrats, the not the Democrats, who stormed the government that day. And oh, shut up, Whoa. Joy Behar. Why don't you stick to what you're good at, softening produce? Both allies have embraced a strategy of deterring Pyongyang through major military drills. However, some current and former officials say the drills may exacerbate tensions further. Who do you think they'll, they'll exacerbate tensions? I think they would, wouldn't you? I mean, if you were a country, where are they blowing stuff, blowing stuff up? Where are they testing nuclear weapons? What happens to the fallout and the climate? What happens to it all? Now, in other news, North Korea is threatening more powerful follow-up measures should the U.S. continue what the North labels military provocations, referring to Washington's ongoing joint air drills with South Korea in a statement run by the state-run. Now, you know what's really upsetting about this? For four years, after six months of Trump's presidency, we didn't hear Jack from the fat dictator, the only fat person in all of North Korea, who dresses a lot like Hillary Clinton. We didn't hear one peep. Nothing. Now, this feeble fascist fraud is in office, and we have no idea of the actions around the country. You think for one second they're telling you the truth of what is going on in Ukraine, the only corrupt government that bribed the Biden administration through their crack connoisseur son? Korean Central News Agency, the North's foreign ministry slammed the exercise as a war drill for aggression and warned the regime is ready to take all necessary measures to defend itself from outside threats. The now, I normally talk to you about the market and the economy, and we're going to do that. But this is the common denominator in the chaos economically this country is feeling and going through and struggling with and will continue to be. Because what you have in office are mafia thugs who are very capable of not just violence that goes unreported because they squash the information like that drunk Paul Pelosi. By the way, Squirrel, it turns out there was not an exotic female stripper in the car during his DUI squashing of clout. There was another man in there. Something tells me Paul hits from both sides of the plate. I think so. Vigilant storm drills started on Monday. They are full scale for the first time in nearly five years, with roughly 240 aircraft mobilized in light of concerns the North could soon conduct what would be. Its what does this cost, by the way? Anybody, uh, anybody interested in telling me what it costs to drop bombs 24 hours a day, seven days at least that you say? Not to mention you're testing nuclear weapons. What is the cost to the American people? Because all I keep hearing about is how everything is rosy. They talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Oh, my. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, there's going to be a war in. War in Iraq? We've got a war in Iraq going on? I thought your brother built a $1.5 billion worth of houses for the uh, happy Iraqis, the ones we didn't kill. In Ukraine, and uh, I think in Iraq, because that's where my son died. Oh, your son yeah. died there, huh? Which one? The crack smoker that was your bag man? Or the one that died of brain cancer in his bed with his warm tootsies? Which one? Wrong. Yeah, because he died. Yeah, but the point is... Oh, boy. That's why you should have kept him in the basement. Because nobody likes this scarecrow on Halloween. I'm serious. My dad used to say everybody deserves a little bit of breathing room. Granted, when the Your dad drove to work in a covered wagon. 
Price of a gas or the a gallon of gasoline went up. We talked about it at our kitchen table. Gasoline didn't go up from 1929 to 1972 when you could comb your hair, Joe. Oh, but it's true. So once again, another lie. The good news is you're a Democrat scumbag. So lies don't matter. You like liars. Our inflation is not going up due to government policies. Inflation is going up due to Wall Street decisions. Yeah. Tell me more. Now give me a shove some water, toots. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. None of this would have went on had Trump the election been counted correctly. And Trump not had the office stolen. None of it. None of it would have went on. That's why they needed to get him out of the office. I hear something you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote-unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations that were openly criticizing him and his policies. You mean it's like America? How people who criticize this feeble, diaper-wearing, dimwit political whore lose their access to the Internet or get labeled or censored? You mean it's like America? Imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their... You mean like just putting that girl away who was the producer for 2,000 Mules who proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that these ballot harvesting, election stealing Democrat mafia members stole the last election? You mean like that? Or is it the January 6th guys that are unconstitutionally held without uh, access to bail as if they shot into a Halloween party in Chicago? Elections and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. Huh. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. Well, that explains it. That's why we're giving them all kinds of money. Ta-da! Singing songs to Stefan Bandera, the Nazi. I remember when we used to fight Nazis. Now we fund them. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, I just wanted to... Ditto's number one. And two, I wanted to just say before Schoolhouse Rock in Austin, Texas gets his underwear in a bundle, we're still going to vote next Tuesday. But, Sean, I just want one Republican, one, after the stolen election, January 6th, I just want one Republican to say these guys were two fruits chasing each other around in their underwear and not some political uprising of World War III. I just, just one Republican, so we can well, vote I, for him. If I was a Republican, I'd say it. I sometimes vote Republican, but not for all of them. For instance, I would never vote for that scoundrel Adam Kinzinger. I never voted for Joe Walsh. I never voted for any scumbag Republican. Never. Never. The, uh, it, it's, it's really kind of fun. Today was the first time I voted in Florida for representatives that share my belief and my love in Americanism. Granted, I had to leave the state, but you don't have to. You got Darren Bailey there. Let's see what happens. Or let's see if the ballot-harvesting Democrat mafia can retain power the way they are always so used to doing. Owen Willowbrook. Hey, how you doing there, Sean? Hey, 
leave it to a liberal to bring a hammer to a gunfight. Yeah, How about a conservative saying, you know what? If he have, if he paid attention to the Second Amendment and had a gun, he could have put one between the guy's eyes and not had a fractured skull. But not. Yeah, but but would he have done that when they were having head. dinner over the last three months? You think that's the first time he met that <laughs> underpants wearing, hammer smelling freak? I don't think so. Not to mention, Owen, of we're course. the liberals. Stop giving them that word. This is the Marxist mafia. Marxist mafia. Craig Mount Greenwood. Well, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. Man, I got a question with regard. You know, I heard today that um, it was, might have been the other day, but, you know, these guys are still going after uh, Trump and his family uh, over all kinds of tech stuff. They always got all this tech Hold on a second. Some- Hold on. Hold on. Breaking news. The Supreme Court just temporarily blocked former President Donald Trump's tax records from being given to a House committee. The House committee with the, with the, the rash, Adam Kinzinger. And then the host of the rash, Liz Cheney, the uh, never Trumper committee, number one. And it's his taxes. And, and, you know, this is an interesting thing. Can I see the taxes of little Dick Durbin's unpleasant looking wife? You know, the lobbyist. I'd like to see Portley's taxes. I'd also like Sean. to see the taxes of little Dick Durbin's moron nephew lobbyist bag man. I'd like to see those taxes. I don't know what Tammy Duckworth's husband does aside from cry, but I'd like to see his taxes, too. All right, go ahead. Sean, I got a, I got a question. All right. You got all of these politicians, Democrats, a bunch of rhino uh, uh, Republicans, all of them. They, they all go in there. They, they've got no money when they go into, the, into this, this politics, into, the, into these jobs. They come out. They're millionaires and billionaires. And when you check, you look at their families, their family members, all kinds of extended families. They all got these businesses. They're all in yeah. these winning businesses yeah. that the government and all these things have to buy. Well, little they're all wife, getting... It was either lobbying or modeling. Have you taken a look at that fire plug? She makes Pritzker look wonderful. Thank you very much for the call. Because they're stealing. It's a mafia. It's legalized bribery. How else do you think they walk around in $5,000 suits? This political whore never did anything in his red bastard life except sell out the political power he was somehow able to wield. That is the game. And in the meantime, everything he tells, even his own stupid constituents, a bald-faced lie as they fill up on Russian oil. Our investigation shows that Luke Oil's ISAB refinery in Syracuse, Sicily, represents one of the most extreme examples of this loophole. The vast majority of the crude for this refinery comes from Russia. It's then refined in Sicily, after which it's considered Italian, thanks to a long-standing industry practice that allows the origin of oil to change based on where it's refined. The whole time we've been buying Russian oil, well, American oil companies have been threatened by a sitting president of the United States. That's why he should be impeached. That is the most violent thing this son of a dog can do. Threaten oil producers, threaten American citizens to steal their money while enriching the true enemies that he pretends to be mad at. But then it all makes sense. There's a reason they all gave his crack connoisseur scum son money and jobs. There's a reason because you have the most open and notorious asset of enemies of America, foreign and domestic, pretending to be the president the whole time telling fairy tales. No, that's a fact. As, as my granddaughter, she used to say, Google it. Yeah, Google it, dimwit. 
We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. Yeah. Wrong. Keep voting Democrat, you stupid idiots. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. So policy is not what we are arguing about. It's the illusion that political whores want you to believe you're arguing about. The policies are very simple. The Democrat policies and 50% of the Republican policies prove to be wrong. They're wrong. They, In fact, they don't stand on one policy that is based in objective fact or reality. Everything that they're selling is a way so they can wield the power to extort some in the name of another. It's a simple game. So we need to get back to the point where maybe not everybody's in on it, but that's not going to happen outside of these Democrat strongholds because everyone is on it, in on it on these Democrat strongholds. When you see what goes on in the sewer of Chicago, they're all in on it or they want to be. I mean, this, this, this whole argument like we're arguing over correct policies, that's an illusion. You're arguing over wielding the kind of power that is in possession of trillions upon trillions of dollars in which they're all stealing from. See, Donald Trump threatened that. And my favorite example is the foreign policy. See, the foreign policy needs to be chaotic. It needs to be exercised where we have thousands of people all over the world and no one even cares where anymore. And they're all making money. Who makes money? Now, it used to be some of the top Republicans and a lot of the Democrats, especially Joe Biden, who has always been bribed by the military industrial complex. But one of my favorites is the Cheneys, scumbags, de tutte scumbags, from the old man Dick who refuses to die to the daughter with the inner thigh rash she can't seem to get rid of. Liz Cheney is so loathsome on every level that even with her last name, voters in Wyoming rejected her in the Republican primary recently. So she's out, but she's got a couple more months in Congress and she's spending her time not helping the state she supposedly represents, but attacking Carrie Lake in Arizona. So Cheney is so obsessed with Carrie Lake that she cut an ad against her. Watch that. Now, the money that she used is because she holds in a war chest. Who knows? Millions and millions. But her father, they want you to pretend he's only a millionaire. Oh, no, 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 no. Take a look at some of Dick's properties. Take a look at some of Dick's holdings. They're not millionaires. These are big, big money in the hundreds, if not more. And you'll never know because they've been selling American foreign policy for two generations. She needs to get back to that. You think this slob of a human being really wants to be a congressperson, not that they do much anyway. She doesn't want to do that. She wants to ensure the trust fund, the, the, the family legacy for generations. I don't know that I have ever voted for a Democrat, but if I lived in Arizona, I absolutely would. You have a candidate for governor, Carrie Lake. You have a candidate for secretary of state, Mark Fincham, both of whom have said that they will only honor the results of an election if they agree with it. And if you care about the survival of our republic, we cannot give people power. I'll add to that, Fetzo. I'll only agree with an election if we can audit it. Because this idea that I'm constantly turning to the most professional, the most profit-hungry scumbag liars 
in our society for the results. See, there's the problem, toots. There's the problem. The elected secretary of states, the corrupt judges that circumvent the state legislatures, and the way in which you have ballot harvested, algorithm, and stalled elections. So I want to audit every single one of them. And I want to know that every one of those voters is alive and coherent. Yes, I do. What are you afraid of? I mean, aside from calamine lotion. What are you afraid of, fatso? Ed Warrenville. Ed? Hello, Mike. Or excuse me, Sean? Yeah, you can call me Fred if you'd like. Hi. I'm sorry. My apologies. That's all right. No problem. Uh, I want to speak about Mike Lindell for a minute. Um, All right. I, I'm well. I'm well aware of Mike's background and the success he had with my pillow, uh-huh. but I want to talk about what he's doing now. All right. And if you pay close attention to his TV advertisements, he's pitching sheets, percale sheets. Yeah. Well, Sean, percale sheets by definition are 180 thread gum. Anything below that is what used to be referred to as a muslin sheet. So offering 180 per kale sheet to the American public is like it's something special. It's been around for half a century. Yeah. Secondly, his pricing is equal, if not as good as Target, Walmart, and uh, who else did I shop? Uh, one other. All right. And uh, and he's also uh, p- pitching his slippers that he yeah. closed out. Now, I've no, been no. in retail all my life. I've been in my retail all my life, Mike, or Sean. Fred. If, if I if I had closed something out, why would I buy it back and do it all over again? He's a pitch man is all he's turned into. The entrepreneurship of Michael Lindell and my pillow is over. And I know he got screwed by the big box scores. I know the whole yeah. story behind it and I feel badly about that. Yeah. But I think he's stepping he's stepping out of the bounds right now. He's all a right. pitch man. That's all he is. Are are you you're the new replacement for the guy that jumped off the building in New York for Bed Bath and Beyond? All right. No, I, we I wish you I the best of luck. And, be- and when you shop I for think the pitch, they all man, suck. I think Bed Bath and Beyond. Remember promo code Liberty. Let's tell them Fred sent you. Matt Gray's Lake. Hey Sean, how are you? Splendid. You were talking about uh, violence in our military actions earlier, and and. I don't know if you have uh, had your ear to the rail the last 24 hours, but a couple of things have come out that your listeners need to know. Um, first and foremost, when, when we helped Putin make the decision to defend Russia and go into Ukraine, um, we were in the throes of a, of a large preemptive strike planning and, and exercise with the French in the Mediterranean. Yes. The week that he went in there. And and I've told you repeatedly that you know it was, he was, he, it was this was a self defense move by Putin. I'm no Putin fan, and I know I'm going to get called a Putin. Oh, monkey who cares? They call everybody that, that doesn't agree with their stealing an enemy yeah. of the state when they have subverted our entire foreign policy. This diaper wearing fraud has been doing it for half a century. As he armed yeah, the terrorists all, and all the rest of it, he's an idiot. It's all to make dough. It's all for dough. And and you know you're talking about about so Dick Cheney. Of- he owns. Cheney owns the Cheney family owns so much in stock and all of the. We will never know because there will never be a forensic audit of Cheney assets. Yeah, no, that stuff's all in trust. It's in trust everywhere, and of course, in Wyoming, nobody knows who who any who's who's whose LLC is whose. But there's there's another thing that that 
came out today that I don't know if you saw yet. The Russians have hacked our Delta system, D-E-L-T-A. It's command and control system that that we immediately handed over to the Ukrainians so that they could manage their battlefield activities. The Russians have not only totally hacked it, but they've actually posted screenshots on the Internet to prove that they that they know every single troop movement that's going on in the Ukraine. Do you know so, when Trump so they're sealed gonna, his they're own gonna fate? Start, Trump sealed his own hmm. fate when he said out loud, "What would be so bad if we got along with Russia?" That was it. Yeah. Oh, of course. That was course. it. But here's he had everything here's, quiet, here's and he shut down the the bribery, the open cash register. That these idiot well, Democrats, because they don't want to pay their tuition, that they'll vote for every time because they're cheap whores. That's what a Democrat voter yeah. is, a cheap whore. Well, here's my last point, Sean, and this is, this is kind of key, and this gives you an idea of, of, of who our military is being led by, besides the fact that they're trannies and they're paying for sex change operations Please. and all that kind of rubbish. Yeah. Put them in but, a costume. But here was their... Here was their response to the Russians today coming, the Russian hackers, who are obviously Russian government guys, that, that hacked into our battlefield control systems. Um, so they know everything. Our, our response was, well, we have guys on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, no kidding. We've had now, them there since day incitement. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you and I talked about this yeah. on your show a bunch of times. Delta yeah. was in there, Dev grew, the, all the guys were in there. But but our our response to them is go ahead and blow up our citizens with nukes. Now yeah. now that now that now that you're doing that, hey, guess what? We're we've been in this war since Jump Street, and Please. and all of these people that have the Ukrainian flag on their on their uh, Those their bios and Facebook and everything, they're all morons because they're all in. They're all going to have the blood of all of their neighbors on their hands. When we well, they did anyway. They kept their mouth shut matter. when their corrupt government was killing their own citizens. They kept their mouth yep. shut for seven years. Now yep. all of a sudden they're down with current events. They're as stupid as those contestants on The View. I don't call them an audience. They're contestants because they, they go there to get discovered. They put lipstick on their 400-pound faces and hope the camera catches a glimpse of them. Matt, I got to go. I went long with you. Yep. Thank you very much. Right. Candace, I agree with you, Candace. Hi. I, I want to know what kind of moron calls up and says what I just said about oh, Mike Lindell. Let me tell you something. I used to be an interior designer, and I took my clients to the best place, which is Bedside Manor for sheets and frite, whatever you want to call it, on you know, in the Gold Coast. And these sheets are good. I mean, okay. I, I slept on non-percale. Obviously, he's a fussy man. Wait a minute. Obviously, he's a fussy man, okay? But right. for the price, they're excellent. And I have them on my bed, and I use them. I love I them, and I have pets and everything. Okay, but my point is, okay, the reason why you buy from Mike Lindell, just like you don't watch Netflix and certain things, is because you want to give him business because Correct. his values align yes. with yours. Exactly. So I don't want to go, wait, I don't want to go to Target where they're uh, selling my kids. Target LGBT can kiss my perfect crap. ass Target and the rest of it. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. I don't give those Democrat rats five cents. I give like it to that? Mike Lindell. Not to mention, you know what I mean? When you say fussy, man, I can't stop thinking about Paul Pelosi and his stinky hammer. 312-642-5600. Kiss my I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. 
560. The answer. What's that, squirrel? You want to open up a tavern in Wrigleyville called the Stinky Hammers? Oh, I think we'll make a fortune. $30 drafts, as long as you have assless chaps on. Terry in Dyer, Indiana. John, hey, yes. I just want to put this whole Pelosi thing into real life here. So imagine... I don't know you're if I at want home. it in real life. I like my life the way it is. Heterosexual. Well, oh, come on. No, I mean real America. Not Washington, D.C., because it's not real America. So you're at home. Your wife's out on a work trip. She gets a phone call. Hey, uh, Sean just crashed the hot rod into some poor sap driving down the road. He's drunker than a monkey. A month later, she gets a phone call. Hey, uh, you got this uh, naked guy walking around in his whitey tighties in your husband's house. And yeah. he hit him in the head. What would your wife do? She sent her brothers over to the house to tie me to a tree and put my underwear in her mouth and in my in my mouth in a forest preserve. That's what I think she did. No, she probably had divorce papers on your ass oh. in about two seconds. Not if we were stealing f- half a billion dollars through uh, option plays because she was using her her inside information to tell me what to trade. I think she'd put oh, up with virtually anything. Not to mention, we don't know what goes on in the Ritz Carlton where Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid live. Remember Harry Reid with the exercise equipment. Remember when he showed up with half his face caved in, and they said he he it was he was exercising, and the machine snapped back. He's built like Orville Redenbacher at 105 pounds. Yeah, he was exercising. He almost caved his skull in. I mean, these Democrats will believe any excuse. Harry Reid is a, was a workout fanatic, and Paul Pelosi is straight. Yeah, I believe. No woman, no much, woman with dignity. No woman with dignity would deal with this scumbag. No woman with dignity would be a Democrat. Thank you very much. Megan Orland Park. Hey, Sean. Um, So basically, um, one quick question about the oil industry and one question for you regarding the oil industry. So, So one quick statement. I was appalled when I heard Biden say that he wanted to tax the oil companies. Yeah, I mean, that is just, yeah, it's tax yeah. them beyond what the taxes they're paying. But go ahead. Exactly. And then my question to you, Sean, is do you believe that we are going to run out of diesel? Because I'm thinking this whole economy, everything is going to come to a halt and we're going to. This be is intentional cooking. destruction so that the government can nationalize the most important sector in any economy. The energy sector. This is their intention. It is why when they first went into office, an order was given to the largest truck stop across America to to order 50% less diesel. This is intentional, and it is why the Democrats stole the office, because they know once it's broken, the, the sloths that need their rent paid will believe anything. Thank you very much, Megan. That's what Democrats do. It's called a smash and grab. That is their economic policy. John in Mattoon. Hey, um, well, it's actually Piatone, but that's okay. Right. Are you familiar with the Gangs of New York, the movie? Sure. The Butcher. Love the Butcher with the glass eye. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I wanted yeah. to fight him. What do you think Does about me crazy? What do you think about the way the Democrat Party and the Gangs of New York is running the current Democrat Party? I think the Butcher that's would be smiling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. Yes, only now they're half the men. And they're butter-handed, short-in-the-pants Irish guys. That's the only difference. Back then they were at least men. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. I have a guest, don't I? Who do I got, Sonny Bunny? Did you get any information on a storefront for rent in Wrigleyville? I like Squirrel's idea, the stinky hammers. We'll be back after this.
This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This is not about policy. This is about power. History has proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. Government supremacy does not work. There is no such thing as utopia, price controls, socialism, Marxism. It doesn't exist. It's slavery versus slave master. It's going to take brilliant men to articulate this. My next guest is one of those men. His name is Dr. Mark Thornton. He is the Peterson Luddy Chair in Austrian Economics and Senior Fellow at the Mises Institute. You know how much I appreciate when you join me. How are you, Doc? Sean, I'm doing great, and it's great to be back on your show. This is something that is driving me crazy. Am I the only? I mean, there has to be enough people in this country to see that the Democrat mafia is practicing smash and grab, only this time they want to do it in the most important sector of any economy, the energy sector. Don't they? Doesn't everyone see this? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think, I mean, half the world is blinded by, you know, the green revolution and global climate change and all of that. So they're grasping at straws trying to fight this imaginary problem, as far as I can see. And, and and so, no, they, they, they see this as, you know, if you get a more efficient car, that somehow that's going to prevent global warming. Um, that is crazy, and that is insanity uh, to think that. But I'm afraid that more than half of the world now believes that. At, At the same here, time, your government is blowing up half of the world and testing nukes, and we don't even know where the hell that's going. I mean, you know, you know Doc, at a certain point, this is the problem. I, I was in school when they started to grade on a curve. And I will never forget this, Doc. We had a moron who I loved. His name was Nicky. And he was a moron. And they were explaining how grading on a curve was going to help everybody. And he was sitting, I could just see him like yesterday. He was sitting back in his chair. He said, I think this is going to be good for me. And the reality is we are in a position where morons feel like they're, they're, they're successful, where morons feel like they're onto something as we regurgitate ideas of government supremacy. And this is going to be something that either it stops or we're all in for a ride from hell. Yeah, and that little experiment that you witnessed as a, as a young man, a young boy, uh, now is the standard across, you know, education, uh, employment, society, the media perception of everything, uh, that everybody's a winner, that everybody, you know, deserves equality. That's their core value, you know, of socialism and progressivism is, that everybody is equal, and but, the world just simply doesn't work that way. And the nefarious it never nature, have of, and it never will. Right, and the nefarious nature of this, of this lie that the governments tell their people, is that what it does is it turns the government into the slave master, and what it does is allow the most politically corrupt, the most bribable, 
the worst people in your society called politicians, to wield this idea of equality. And what they are doing is practicing unhinged extortion and violence, and they're doing it from open and notorious Mount High positions as the President of the United States threatens the most important sector of any economy, the, the energy sector, with the idea that if we don't like your profits, we're taking them. And how many Americans are aware that this government, in its, its fiscal year, which doesn't work to our fiscal year, has spent $9.4 trillion when you factor in state and local and federal municipalities? At this point, we're all bankrupt, aren't we? Yeah. There, there's, um, there's really no question about that, given the amount of debt and what the government will do to hide and pay that debt over time, which is inflation, which means monetary destruction, more of it, and ultimately that will bring down. I mean, a free market economy is very resilient. It, a, a free market economy with tons of intervention and taxes is still very resilient. Yes. But if you add in constant, ever-increasing levels of inflation, you'll destroy the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, with equality, you know, equality is the, the main utopian buzzword for the progressives and equality is impossible no matter what you do you cannot get equality of results and so you know the progressive mindset is we get to do everything we want no matter how much power and authority we need we will take it whether it's cleaning up the global climate or income inequality you name it They'll well, do always, everything in their power, and it is nothing but destruction because you know what happens to your incentive when the moron child gets the same grade as everybody else. Your yeah. incentives go out the window. Everybody gets dumber and stupider, and we all start looking like Pritzker. Here's the other problem um, that we have. These societies of government supremacy. No matter what they are, if they're communists in Cuba, if they're Soviets in Russia, if they're South American socialists, it always leaves that avenue for political bribery. Now, the difference is American political bribery really happens on a much grander scale. And we still sell ourselves with this idea that we have some sort of a free market when the reality is it's all been bastardized. But they've been able to sell their influence and then position themselves through spouses, who may or may not enjoy hammers, that they can now trade and profit from it. And this has become the norm. However, I'm wondering this. Can they be hoisted by their own petard when the bulk of the people who support these government supremacists practice covetous jealousy? And will that awareness of the Pelosi's are worth half a billion dollars. Dick Durbin's wife is a lobbyist. Will that eventually catch up in your opinion? Or are there more people like Chicagoans who want in on the scam rather than want to tear it down? What do you think? Well, in our in our country nowadays, bribery and corruption is legalized. I mean it's perfectly legal to pay politicians whatever and they're getting rich off of the schemes that they hatch in Washington, D.C., so that, you know, an ordinary citizen enters the federal government as a congressman or a senator, and 20 years later, they're a multimillionaire, many times over in some cases. And so they are getting fat off of our productivity, and they hide behind the do-gooder, in-it-for-society 
higher ideals, saving the planet, saving the children, saving the schools, you know, but they don't do any of that. They never actually accomplish any of that, and they can't ever accomplish equality. It's just humanly impossible. Are you laughing to a certain extent when you see the answer to the government's problems in these corrupt sewers like Chicago? be the industries of prohibition like gambling and drug sales. Does a part of you chuckle as the people who were free marketeers said you can have these things and you can't ever stop them. You will just create an entire untaxable economy like they have called the Gangster Disciples in Chicago. I don't know what it's called in the Sinaloa cartel, wherever they are. But the idea is that you just can't incentivize people to become scum, to become degenerates. And that's exactly what we've done. So now we're opening up the floodgates to legalized gambling, legalized uh, pot. And I'm wondering, will that strengthen the position of the cartels and the, in the black markets the way it has in, in the past? Or has America got some new twist on an old fraud? Well, the cartels can always go to something else, like fentanyl. You know, it's... It, it, you know, illegal drugs are, some of them are legal, some of them are quasi, others are legal, they'll find something. I can tell you one thing. I am glad I don't own property in Chicago, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and other places, San Francisco. Um, I am so thankful every day that I do not own any property or business interest in places like that because the left is destroying those places, taking it down brick by brick. And, you know, I so I'm not laughing at those people who have property there. I'm very sympathetic. To Thank that, you. To a certain degree. But I do think we should laugh at these people. I think we should raise yep. them on their own petard. I think we should expose their bribery and their corruption and their wealth uh, that they've gotten behind our backs. And I think we should laugh at, at them uh, whenever possible. And I think we should keep the pressure um, on these people uh, as much as possible, you know, with protests and, you know, and demonstrations and, you know, um, but not physically harming these people. No, I, li- uh, I like to let them wallow in their own failure. That's the greatest revenge as far as I can see. But here's something I, um, I've been dying to ask somebody like yourself. They say the fatal flaw in capitalism is that it only rewards the people who are the best or very good at whatever it is they practice. I want to ask you this. That's not really the flaw in capitalism. That's the flaw in humanity, isn't it? Well, you know, Sean, there are superstars in every profession. There are a couple of economists who make, you know, millions and millions of dollars each year. And every profession has its rock star. But basically, you know, once you get off of that very top tier, you know, you've got a lot of quality of results. You know, there's, you know, musicians, there's a few that make multi-millions of dollars, but, you know, capitalism uh, distributes uh, it's generosity and it's respect for the value that you produce on a much more pedestrian basis, you know, and mm-hmm. it, 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 and it, and it distributes it 
um, it, it, what I would consider in a fair way. You receive uh, a commensurate value from your work in the marketplace with how well you serve other consumers. And that's true if you're a pharmacist, a truck driver, a rock star, whatever it is. You get a commensurate value back. Now, it's not perfect. I know there's a lot of you know people that are very good at what they do that never really push themselves forward enough to get the most out of themselves, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, that's, to each their that's own, right? Someone, so, uh, every man has a definition of rich. Doesn't have to be money. There's many ways to be rich and what you see value in. This is something I think people lose in the argument. But here's something that I think is the solution. When you have such obvious Ponzi schemes and such obvious frauds as social security, can we not form a group of people who understand what it is and demand to not be forced to participate? Shouldn't we tear down this Rube Goldberg system of gilded socialism by the way it was built? Absolutely. I mean, Social Security, you know, it, it, it's actually, it's for society as a whole, it creates a lot of uncertainty because it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a socialist dream. You know, the European socialists and Marxists, they all believed in this, um, you know, panacea, you know, where they're going to solve all these problems of old age, but man, they have created a monster problem for society that does not make it more secure. It makes it much more uh, liable to a severe crisis, and then we're really in trouble. If we get forced, if we have to rely on our politicians to solve a broken, completely bankrupt social Medicare and Medicaid system, which everybody agrees is going to happen. It's just yeah. a matter of when. Uh, and if we don't solve the problem beforehand, we're in for a heap load of trouble. Yeah, I hate the pretty lie, especially when it's told by ugly humans. Here's the thing I have a question I want you to tell my audience, because we have some young people that listen. We have some old people that are curious. I'm wondering, who do you recommend that people start to read? Who is the best for the layperson? Is it Bastiat? Is it Adams? Is it Rothbard? Is it Hayek? Friedman? Who, who is essential so that people can understand there is no government supremacy that works? Who is best for that, in your opinion? I think you can start with Bastiat. You know, and I edited his collected works. And I can send you a link to a free PDF of the whole collection. Please and do. It's you know, it's 170 years old, but it's it, he makes fun of those politicians. I love it. He takes their he takes their ideas and says, "Well, if this is what you really believe in, and you take it to its logical extreme, logically, this is what you get." You know, and the the greatest one of all is the petition of the candle makers, where Bastiat is making fun of the idea that candle makers would take this petition to the government to force everybody to block out all of their windows and doors so they wouldn't get free sunlight so that they would have to buy more candles. It's American Democrats today. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, so I can, I can send that. Everybody can have a free copy. But then, you know, 
in more modern times, Murray Rothbard on the Fed and the gold standard. Yes. Uh, he has very accessible uh, materials. And again, we, you know, we have a lot of his work uh, that we publish online and in our bookstore. But if we publish it, we make a free PDF available to anybody who wants it. So you are uh, a treasure. You really are. You're a treasure to those people that want to push back against government supremacy. I so appreciate you, Dr. Mark Thornton. Thank you so much. And the people at Mises, Mises.org, I so appreciate you. Thank you so much, Doc. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Financial disclosures. That's all these corrupt bastards have to file. And they give you ballparks. No specificity. Yet, when you challenge them, they bring out the power. Breaking news. The Supreme Court just temporarily blocked former President Donald Trump's tax records from being given to a House committee. Joining us now, NBC News Supreme Court reporter Lawrence Hurley. Lawrence, good morning. What does this mean? Well, what this means is that um, the lower court ruling that allowed for these uh, tax returns to be handed over to the House Ways and Means Committee. Let me help you, stupid. What this means is that Donald Trump is an American. He has privacy rights, you frauds. Doesn't have to give it any more than Nancy Pelosi does. Any more than Paul Pelosi does. Pink underpants, stinky hammers. Doesn't have to give it any more than little Dick Durbin and his produce-softening wife has to. You're allowed to have privacy. If the IRS has a beef, well, then audit you. That's not good enough. It's an intimidation factor. What they're really nervous about is that Bibi Netanyahu made a big comeback. Big comeback! And they're worried Donald Trump will do the same. He's now temporarily put on hold, and that was going to go into effect on Thursday, which would have meant that, you know, imminently those uh, materials would be handed over to the committee, um, possibly, you know, before the election or before the uh, potential changeover. I'd like to see Lori Lightfoot's tax return, wouldn't you? It's peculiar why her law firm handed out more money to her when she's the mayor than when she worked there. I'd also like to see little short-in-the-pants Mike Madigan's tax returns. I think he's worth $400 million. What do you say, Squirrel? Five? Ooh, that's big. What about the drunk scum from Rush Street, Ed Burke, and his pinstripe suit? I'd even like to see Rod Blagojevich's wife, Sweet Polly Purebred. I'd like to see her tax returns. I understand she's an aficionado, real estate broker, and insurance sales birthing person. How'd that happen? La Cosa Nostra. So they don't fool me. With their idle threats. Over of Congress. Uh, but now that's all put on hold. The Chief Justice is saying he wants to hear from the committee uh, in response to Trump's emergency request. And that's not going to be due until November the 10th. So everything is now frozen until um, the uh, committee makes its response. And then the Supreme Court, probably as a whole, will decide whether to grant Trump's request. His request to do what? Be an American? Be entitled to privacy? Be entitled to his rights? What happens when these frauds, what happens when these frauds pretend you have rights? I'm curious, how does that work? I believe in free speech. I am very, you know, this is what we do for a living. I mean, let us not forget that Trump was kicked off of, of Twitter because he was inciting a, an insurrection. Whoa. I think that the First and the Second Amendments should have some limits. 
Wrong. Limits. Do you think that? Boy, oh boy. The only one that's happy you have a job is your husband, Joy. But that's what the Democrat fascist scum believe. See, you're entitled to some rights, but only the ones they agree with. Does explain why they're so tolerant with their political whores and their corrupt crime syndicate. We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. Wrong. Other top stories we're following tonight. First up, President Joe Biden is pledging more security assistance to Ukraine. Huh. I'd like to. Oh, God. I'd like to audit the entire Biden regime. Crime Inc. And their 117 LLCs. I'd like to audit everyone. Does he have to show those tax returns? Nah, why not? He deserves those $6,000 suits. Not to mention, how many? How much does it cost? Are we paying to replace those pants? Because those depends are not holding up. Tim and Hoopston. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, man. It's good to talk to you. You too, brother. Hey, uh, I know I got a lot to say here, but I got a confession at first. I, I want to let you know that uh, I don't mind being on hold with you because uh, it gives me a chance to write down everything I need to say. And today I got a lot to say. So right, bear with go me. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go through it as quick as I can, okay? All right. The, um, the, the whole thing with the Pelosi's, I don't buy for a second. That's what they're trying to sell us at face value. It, it seems to me like it, it stinks like an October surprise that's gone wrong. Um, uh, aside that's from one of the best things the it could stink as. Go ahead. What's that? I said that's one of the best things it could stink as. You're right. You're right. And, and you know, aside from the security detail questions, whether that security be, be you know, public or private, you know, um, there's there's a million questions to ask and answer there. But clearly this man, I think we can all agree, this man did not break into the house, right? And uh, and you can look at the direction of the window in the picture. Yeah. The way the glass was broken out, there ain't no way that I'll bet that you was $50, it's the same guy that was in the car with him during the DUI, but we'll never know because he's got so much clout and influence and political power that they squashed a DUI with an accident. That's like daily right. crime syndicate power. That's a lot of power, man. Yeah. You know, and and I do. I find myself wondering, you know, with all these discrepancies, you know, I, I you might think I'm crazy here, man, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if if there were an honest media and we actually knew the truth to find out that this DePape guy, the dirtbag that he is, wasn't lured there to be a fall guy. Because I'm telling you, the abortion issue, they didn't get the mileage out of that they thought they were going to, and they didn't get the mileage out of the January 6th committee. This is a this is an October surprise. Going I don't wrong. think he was lured like, there. I think he just woke up there, as he did so many times in the past. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, man. That's all, that's all I wanted to say, man. I just right. it just looked Thank to me too. like it was planned. Thank you. Too, Have a good man. one, buddy. And you too. I don't think you're crazy. I think this guy's crazy. What is your message to him as he takes over this giant megaphone that is Twitter? Uh, no, I, I, I just am, am really just a, a, about just saying that that I, I just want to make sure that we use your enormous uh, your enormous power to, to just make sure that you know, we don't have the kind of uh, platform where we push those kinds of, of theories and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to just say that you know given that we have this opportunity uh, you know just using using the platform to, to, to really be about a, a force of good brilliant. You are smart enough to be a Democrat senator, moron. Mark, Northwest Indiana. Hey, hey uh, Sean, how are you? Hey, did you get that book, uh, American Divorce? I did. 
I haven't I haven't it's dived crazy. in. You know, I got a lot of drama here. My freaking electric one. Yeah, I know you do. It's insane. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, hey, listen. I rumor has it that the uh, hammer smelled like rice aroni and burnt Vaseline. I'll never know because I'm not smelling. <laughs> right. Thank you. See ya. Kevin, two times, Austin, Texas. Sean, I want to thank uh, Tom and Blue Island for getting out and voting, and I hope he's uh, calling a couple of his friends and family to get more people to vote Republican. Well, it was either that or the health club. And I don't know if you saw Tom, but he wasn't going to the health club. Go ahead. Because because nothing is going to change unless uh, we take over the House and Senate, and there are three, possibly four seats in Illinois that can't flip. And I'm curious if Tom in Blue Island was a Pink Panther guy or if he was a Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner guy when he was watching Oh, I can answer. Bugs Bunny. I've met Tom. Pink Panther's way above his uh, leveler. Yeah. Go ahead. Does your dog bite? Thank you. Does your dog bite? That's not your dog. Come on, Kevin. Man, oh, man, it must be something in the water there. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you feeling tonight? Fantastic. Hey. Listen, my question to you tonight is, do uh, you think that the polls for the uh, Congress and the Senate races, do you think they're reliable, or, or does it just matter who's putting out the poll, whether it comes from Democrats you, or Republicans? Let me ask you this. Do you think that's Frank okay. Lutz's hair or a dog that fell asleep on his head? There you go. I don't really give a rip what Frank Lutz and the other pollster freaks have to say about Jack. I'm not even concerned with what they say. I'm concerned with how the vote is counted and what Democrat sewer hellhole is doing the counting. That's what I'm concerned with. Thank you very much, Rich. I want a system I can audit. And until we have one, we do not have an honest one. Because once again, we are turning to the most provable, the most fantastic liars in our society to tell us the results. The government, the very government that is bombing. We don't know where. We don't know anything. Uh, yeah, I did the counting and uh, this guy won. It's like rolling dice with Big Jilly in Guys and Dolls. These dice have no dots on them, Big Jilly. That's all right. I remember where they were. That's what voting in America is like. A banana republic and their kabuki elections. Rob in Ukrainian Village. Hey, uh, Sean, as my friend Jeff and Wheaton would say, it's so nice to talk to you, you handsome son of a female dog. Thank you very um, much. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, besides that, I'm, I'm glad Paul is doing okay, and I'm glad that the intruder wasn't Michelle Obama, because we all know that no one swings a hammer like Big Mike does in his pants. Oh. Uh, but I also wanted to see what you thought of... Uh, Tulsi Gabbard being down south, something for Bailey, uh, talking about getting Republicans out to vote and her kind of giving the Democratic Party the middle finger. Thanks. For the first time since I moved to Florida, I'm upset. Upset! I wasn't in Illinois. Damn it. I wanted to meet her. Eduardo Midway. <laughs> Hi, Eduardo. Hello. No, we practice yeah, freedom doing? of speech here, except for swearing. So go ahead. Let the insults right. fly. Keep... Yeah, so, you know, I was sad to hear that Lula came back. I mean, all those people they got over there, I love the music and all that, and they got to bring that guy. Uh, and he was coming back, possibly, even an Obama's coming back. So why not have Trump come back? But Lula, the Lula came back the because problem. the CIA and Joe Biden wanted him to come back. We've been rigging their elections for 70 years since old man Bush was, was figuring out what Jelly Beanie liked. Well, you know, they got uh, in trouble with that petrol scanner, even that lady, 
Rusoplov, I don't know how you pronounce the last name. Remember, they got in Doesn't trouble matter. with that petrol yeah, game? So maybe it's an oil deal uh, in the world. Eduardo, the greatest book you can read, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to American foreign policy, in particular, when we're discussing South America, is the ec- confessions of an economic hitman. Just read the book, and it'll explain yeah. everything that's happened to a once great continent as American foreign policy and the weaponized dollar destroyed the quality of life in an entire continent as we are doing now in Europe. Thank you very much, Eduardo. I highly recommend it. Ooh, tell me more, government. Who won the election? You did? Okay. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What's that, honey bunny? It's true? San Francisco ball peen hammers have two balls? It explains why Kamala was a part-time carpenter. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Oh, stop it, squirrel, you sick bastard. Uh, Lloyd Gurney. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Lloyd. How are you? All right. I was just wondering if Putin is willing to do anything he has to do to keep Russia and take Ukraine. Do you think if the Democrats lose the election, will they go nuke? I don't Your know. thoughts? I, I honestly, I, I tell you the truth, I don't think so. No. You got to understand the history of what's been going on there for 400 years, and then you got to understand the history of what's been going on since Khrushchev rewarded his own people, the Ukrainians. You know, he rewarded them with Crimea. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't theirs ever. He gave them Crimea when he was the dictator of the Soviet Union. And then you have to understand what exactly the Civil War was about, the Minsk Agreement, Accord as it's called. And you have to understand as there was a civil war that people were screaming for help from everyone, and everyone ignored them for seven years as the corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs were killing Ukrainian citizens. But this is all something you have to talk about. Then you have to think, what's our best interest? You see, you and I have relatives that fought and were sent to die to kill Nazis, to kill Soviets, to kill all kinds of communism and dictator, and now we're supporting our favorite ones. So I really... You're right, sir. I really don't give a rip. I don't want one American dollar or one American guy going over there. But then again, I don't want the thousands that are in Africa. I don't want the thousands that are occupying Somalia, one-third of the country. We occupy, of course, the oil fields. I don't want fighting the inbred Saudi war in Yemen. I don't want any of this corrupt foreign policy. Thank you, Lloyd. Doesn't matter what I want. Because it's the corruption in our government that runs the policy. Operation Vigilant Storm, making all the short-in-the-pants Irishmen feel like men. The United States and South Korea are right now holding one of their largest combined military air drills. Hundreds of warplanes from both sides are staging mock attacks 24 hours a day for the better part. Man, I don't know. I got the news on it. Three TVs here in Studio Xanadu. All I keep seeing are Trump's tax returns. I don't see one story. On it. Not one. Do you? Linda, Lake County. I love the ladies. Linda? Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hey. I could do this all day. <laughs> you were talking about elections. Yeah. 
Can you hear me? I, I work for uh, an election board. All right. And the best thing Republicans can do is get involved in the election, volunteer to work the polls, be a ballot counter, be part of the process. So, Linda, help me with this, because you are in the, affiliated with this process. How can yes. the people of the, of, the, of the state, of the county, how can they possibly audit to make sure that the people who, who ballot is cast in their name, those people, actually are alive and exist and are competent and not infirmed. How can this ever be audited? Well, I can only speak for my county, but we have a Democrat and a Republican partnership. And say somebody requests an absentee ballot by mail, they first have to fill out a uh, application. We have to verify their address, verify they're a registered voter, verify they're not dead. Um, We have to check signatures. Then when the application comes back, we mail them out a ballot. When the ballot comes back in, we match that signature to the signature on the application. Lake County seems to be doing its job. That's good news. That's good news. I like that. It is. Very much. Very good. Thank you, Linda. All right, when we get back, I have a guest. I'll tell you all about it in a little while. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest... I'm excited to talk to him. He oversaw 60,000 employees at the U.S. Custom and Border Protection Agency, managed a budget over $13 billion, and successfully implemented their mission, which is to provide and ensure national security while promoting economic prosperity. He also served as the acting commissioner of U.S. Custom and Border Protection under the Trump administration. His name is Mark Morgan. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for what you do. And, and you know, before we get started, I want to I say something, and I, I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me, but this is the first time I'm talking to you. I, as an American, have lived through my life and understand that sometimes the best Americans are people who flee corrupt dictatorships, theocracies, and corrupt political sy- systems throughout the world. They are the ones who often understand the principles of Americanism. And growing up in Chicago, I can tell you, they're far more of an asset to the country than um, Chicago Democrats tend to be. However, we are in a circumstance where I've never seen anything like this, where you have cartels that are running policies in these in Chicago, where I'm from. It's insane. There is no inflation in the drug market. There is no inflation in sex trafficking. There's no inflation in these areas. They're thriving. Is this intentional? It, it seems like it is to me. It, it, it is, Sean. And look, first of all, I, I agree with your statement, but just one caveat to that is, yes, that's why we have a legal immigration process, Correct. right? For, for, for those that want to enter our country, there is a legal and a lawful way to do that, support legal immigration every day, all day long. In fact, I'm all for having a discussion of how we can make our legal immigration more effective. That's not what we're talking about. It's happening on our southwest border. At our southwest border, this is about border security, of which illegal immigration, 
millions and 21 months, 5.5 million illegal aliens have, have been encountered at the southwest border or gotten away. So when that happens, that pulls border patrol resources off the line. 80 to 90 percent of border patrol resources are not on the front line. They're away from their national security mission. The cartels do it on purpose. They exploit yeah. the migrants themselves to, to make our border wide open. And, and they literally have operational control. And that's how they exploit it. That's how drugs, criminals, and national security threats come in. But here's what I'll say. This is absolutely intentional. And we, we could spend an hour on this, but just let me give you the, 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 the Reader's Digest version is, is that prior to the Biden administration takeover, we provided over 100 briefs. The majority of those briefs to the transition team was about border security. And we told them, if you do what you say you're going to do on the campaign, you will create a catastrophic crisis of Southwest border we've never seen in our lifetime. They ignored us, they ignored the warnings, and they did it anyway. You know, Mark, I have the benefit, and I tell my listeners every night, and I understand that a lot of people don't have this benefit, but to see the difference in philosophy and the difference in practice between a governor like DeSantis and a governor like the beanbag Pritzker, and to see the destruction of the quality of life. At this point, I believe this administration and the Democrats in total that, that decided to nullify American law by practicing something I didn't think could be practiced called sanctuary cities. At yep. this point, you have a revolt in this country, it has nothing to do with January 6th. It's with a political party that wants to reward lawbreakers at the expense of law-abiding. And, you know, you oversaw this. You oversaw the budget. But to a certain extent, in the practice of, these, of government, it's in their incentive to not function properly. They get more money, and they get more control. In fact, now do, is the budget what you oversaw, or is it bigger? Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely bigger. They're, they're going back to Congress asking for more money. They're asking for more taxpayer money. But here's the difference is, look, I, look, I, and I, I was still asking for more resources. The, the difference, though, is the resources were actually going to secure the border to protect American lives. The difference now is the increase in asking budget is going to facilitate a more uh, a more less secure border and facilitate more illegal immigration. I'll give you an example. So right now, I, I was just in Arizona a couple of weeks ago, and literally in Cochise County, you can see where we were building wall, the walls to some of the Trump administration. And you look to the left, and there are literally thousands and thousands of pounds of steel ballad that, that, that was prefabricated, ready to go in the ground to secure a border. It's literally sitting there and just rushing away in the desert sun. Yet they're still asking for more taxpayer money. It, and all that money is going to is to actually incentivize more illegal immigration, get better at processing and releasing them into the country, never to be heard from again. Meanwhile, having more operational control of the border so they continue to push drugs, criminals, national security vulnerabilities across the border. That's the difference. And those are only problems if you uh, believe in law. Those are only problems if you believe in the policy the way it's sold. But these are dividends if you believe in government supremacy. They're not incentivized in fixing one of these things. You know, it's funny to see the mayhem that drugs create in a society. It's also funny to see that those areas that have the worst problems oftentimes are led by the exact same party and have the, the third world political corruption that a lot of these immigrants are used to navigating. And they find this political corruption a little bit more of a uh, upstanding version than what they left. Do that's exactly right, Sean. Look, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And here's something for our viewers. I, I really, just for a second, if, if we could set the R and D word, Republican Democrat aside, just for a second, just for a second, why in the world would you enact policies 
that actually allows more drugs into the country that's killing more Americans than ever before in our lifetime. 107,000 from drug overdose, the leading cause of death among 18 to 45 is fentanyl, and we know the overwhelming majority of fentanyl comes from our wide-open South Forest border. Why would you have policies that, that in 21 months resulted in 1.1 million gotaways? Those are, those are illegal aliens that broke our southwest border and got away. And we know that there are very bad people among the gotaways because other, if, if you don't have anything to hide, you're giving yourself up. We know that there are murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members among the 1.1 million, another rack record shattered. We also know among the 1.1 million are potential national security threats, illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database. Why on earth would any administration take the most secure border in our lifetime and intentionally unsecure. I get asked that question all the time, and the only answer that's even remotely plausible is they're driven by ideology and politics. They believe that because illegal aliens are counted as part of the census, they're going to get a redistricting of House seats in the Democratic favor, and they also believe that every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. So policies right now, open our border, jeopardizing this country, is driven by ideology and politics rather than what's in the best interest of Americans. I like to think downfield and what I see, what I left in the sewer of Chicago. There also might be a monetary incentive to this. The Sinaloa cartel, and there's a new cartel, the New Generation cartel, run open, open, free, control neighborhoods. In fact, work hand in glove with street gangs regardless of race. They thrive in these Democrat sewers. I believe it's because the money shows up in the coffers of these local politicians. Has the the so-called war on drugs ever had a proven victory, or is it all just a uh, kabuki uh, uh, war for the people to, to believe that they're actually putting up a good versus evil rather than having a government profit from their own failure? Yeah, Sean, look, I'm really glad you asked that. Look, part of what I did, I've served this country for almost 40 years. I've served in the sixth administration, both Republican and Democrat. I did 20 years in the FBI. I was actually a special agent in charge in El Paso. You know, from my, from my office window, I could actually see war as Mexico. And look, the, the, the war on drugs has been a colossal failure, decade after decade. Look, you know, A.G. Barr, a few months ago, I was watching an interview he did, and he was spot on when he said, look, you can't go after the cartels like we, like we went after the, the, the you know, Italian mafia back in the, the, the you know, late 70s and 80s, right? It's called the Enterprise Theory of Investigation, where you go after the head, and then you, you know, yeah. and you try to cut off the proverbial head of the snake. It, it doesn't work with the cartels. Look, you, you have to go after the cartels with the same commitment, the same tenacity, the same resources, the same whole-of-government approach, the same commitment that we go after terrorist organizations. Now, look, I, 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 there are pros and cons actually physically calling them a terrorist organization. I don't even care what you call the label. Yeah. The issue is we should go after the cartels like we do terrorist organizations. We have to wipe the cartels off the face of the planet. I don't care how many leaders, how many perennial snakes to the head you chop off. There's a hundred more in line. The Sinaloa cartel and the JMG that you just mentioned are two of the most powerful, profitable criminal organizations in the face of the planet. And under this administration, they're just getting more powerful, not less. Give you a quick example. 2018 smuggling was a $500 million a year business. Now it's a $13 billion a business smuggling alone. We haven't even talked about drugs. 
And, you know, it's funny. Uh, we're experiencing all of these excuses uh, in the name of political failure, supply chain problems and inflation. The only thing that's really inflation proof is drugs. Completely inflation proof. Yeah. Fentanyl is at, what, $10 a hit? It's like heroin hasn't moved since 1969. Yeah. Where has the disruption been in the supply chain? And if you can't give an answer, why do we keep giving money? Because what's the other ramification is what are you doing to the agents who believe in the mission? And yet you're constantly demonizing. I mean, why would a guy do this anymore? Yeah, no, no I, I think it's right. And before I talk about that, I want to address something you said about uh, about the finances. Look, you're, you're absolutely correct. Again, I couldn't say it better myself. Look, let's look at, at, at the leverage we had with Mexico. Look, I don't care whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you hate President Trump or not. Put that BS aside. Just please, your audience, your, your listeners, look at facts. The fact is, is that he leveraged Mexico. He said, if you don't get your act together and join, as, as the global crisis this is, and do your job to secure your border and increase your interior enforcement, I'm going to start jacking with tariffs, right? Oh, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry. I guess we'll start doing our job the first time in our lifetime. Now, Mexico, at one point, they had 25,000 additional personnel. They had secured their southern border, more secure than we've ever seen in our lifetime. They increased interior enforcement. Guess what we also deal with the Northern Triangle countries? Oh, you mean that hundreds of millions of dollars we're giving those countries? No, no. We're stopping that right away until you step up and you do your job to join us in the regional crisis that is. Oh, all of a sudden, they stepped up. They signed all, all three of them signed the, the asylum cooperative agreements. Guatemala stepped up as a state third country. We, we had unprecedented cooperation. And what did this administration do on day one? They jettisoned all that. They got rid of the Remain in Mexico. They got rid of the asylum cooperative agreements with all three northern triangle countries. They jettisoned every ounce of leverage we had with these countries. And that's what led. And now what you've got is a frontline workforce that every single day, getting up, putting that badge on their chest, they're demoralized. And why? Because they know the network of tools and authorities and policies and resources that we gave them under President Trump to develop the most secure border in our lifetime so they could do their job. They know that this administration took those tools away. And they know it better than anybody. And they know what's happening in this country. And they know that every aspect of our nation's public health, safety, and national security jeopardized because of it, and they have no support from the chain of command. You know, when you investigate the political corruption of these third world countries, and I call Mexico a third world country, it is a third world country. We know that the links between government and cartels are symbiotic. They they, they work hand in glove. There's no politician. There's no politician that isn't approved by the cartels. And I'm wondering, when you, when you look at these Democrat-run areas, I'm telling you this because I believed one time Chicago was a phenomenal place, and they always sold that kind of, oh, they're Democrats, but they're really fiscally conservatives. And the reality is, they all were wetting their beaks in all kinds of illegalities like third-world countries. This is what you see in the difference in states, the difference in sanctuary cities. And yet when you see them get an influx by Ron DeSantis sending illegal aliens to one of these utopian villages that are corrupt, these are really, for the most part, people that did come here for the right reasons, yet they can't get them out fast enough. Do you often look at yourself and say, or you know, talk to your, your friends and say, it's basically the same thing as Mexico. American Democrat areas are just as corrupt, just as in sync with the cartels as, these, as Mexico City. Do you often think that? Yeah, well, uh, yes, but I think they're motivated for different reasons. I, I think in Mexico, I think you summarize it very well, it's all about money, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's all about, uh, but, but I think what we have 
in, in our country, it's all, they're, they're drunk with power. Right. Again, the Democrats, I go back, they're opening our borders, jeopardizing the lives of American citizens because they believe there's a perceived political benefit. And they also are, are in perpetual pursuit of their political ideology. I, I mean, it's, it's just unimaginable that they are putting that they are putting political power in front of our public safety, and our national security. So, so I, I think the parallel, I agree with you on that 100 percent. One thing I do want to clarify, though. Yeah, is I, I've got a little bit different take. The majority of people that are coming to Chicago right now, those illegal aliens, they didn't come for the right reasons. They're not, Sean. The, yeah. the, the That's a sad fact. Majority, yeah. Right, right. The overwhelming majority are not valid asylum seekers, meaning that they were personally victimized via state-sponsored persecution because of involvement in a protected class. That's a valid asylum claim. Look, looking for a better life, wanting to climb the economic ladder, have a better job, a better car, a better house, that is not a valid asylum claim. But yet that is over 90% of the illegal aliens uh, coming in. And if I can real quick, Chicago, it's almost laughable. The hypocrisy, first of all, they couldn't round them up fast enough and ship them out to the suburbs, number one. Number one way of hypocrisy. Number two is they were sanctuary cities until this happened, until the Republican governor sent them some illegal aliens. They were all for, come on in, illegal aliens. We're not going to let cops work with ICE to remove you, even if you're a criminal, even if you're here illegally. No, nope, we're going to protect you. It was all okay until the Republican governor sent them. Meanwhile, the last 20, uh, two, 21, 22 months almost of this administration, Sean, DHS, through their proxy uh, NGOs, non-government organizations, have been shipping two million illegal aliens to just about every state in this country, including Chicago, for the last almost two years. But you never hear one word from the Chicago mayor about that. It's insane. Mark, you know, um, when they catch the, this is something that I, I, I kind of did a little research in and was shocked. And I don't think a lot of Americans understand this. When the cities and states do get a drug bust and they do catch X amount of dollars, where does that money go? When they get like I was just looking at California, thirty million in cash, and you know forty million in drugs they seized in this in in July. Where's the money go? Yeah, so it depends. It's a little bit of complicated. It depends if federal authorities are involved. It depends on exactly you know if they can tie the money to the drug distribution. Those local communities, that state, that jurisdiction can actually apply to have that money provided to the jurisdiction. <laughs> well, now you understand why they want to keep it flowing. It's a big windfall every <laughs> once in a while. Listen, I could talk to you for an hour, but most importantly, yep. I love I love the fact that you're willing to speak out truth to power, and that is something that is rare, especially in this well, climate where government is open and notorious and it's retribution for people who speak against the corruption. So, Mark Morgan, I appreciate you just for that. I hope I see you in power soon. You, you bet. Sean, back at you, man. I appreciate you giving the time to get the truth out to the American people because there's not many media outlets or, or entities that are doing that. So thanks for what you're doing. You're, you're serving this country just as I did. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And say hello to the people at Heritage Foundation for me. We'll be looking at you. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Ice full squirrel. By the way, at the Stinky Hammer Tavern and Saloon and Grill, we're only going to play disco music. 24 hours a day. And I'd like you to locate Paul Pelosi's mugshot from his DUI, which he was able to politically squash. Tony, thanks for holding Crown Point, Indiana. 
Hey, Sean, love you. I love your show. Keep speaking right. the truth, brother. Thank you. Right back at you. Thank you. Hey, um, I think it's time maybe we start our own little militia. Everybody from every state go down to the border and start, a, start our own little army. Well, it would be easier, I think, if people understood exactly where the money goes. You see, Tony, that's the answer to everything. Where does the money flow? How many people realize when these local areas bust drug dealers and turn them right back out on the street, they keep the money? In essence, turning them into brokers and profiteers of the drug dealer themselves. I think that's important. I really do. There are two ways to solve this problem with drugs. Two ways. And only two ways. Either enforce the actual law, number one. And when you seize the money, you take that and you pay down the national debt and relieve the tax burden of citizens. That's number one. Or number two, take the power away from the cartels. Oh, it's controversial. But so is boys going in the girls' bathroom. Controversial. So is Halloween in Chicago. Controversial. And if you think this is about not liking the costumes on the people in the crowd, it's not. The problems of violence in Chicago are directly related to the cartel drug-dealing scum and their distributors in the big city of Chicago. We want to update everyone on the multiple people shot at about 9.30 uh, this evening uh, at uh, the intersection of California and Polk. Uh, we have reported... At Anybody want to bet that the shooter was a drug-dealing, gang-banging piece of dung or a CPS student? Sometimes the same. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls in order when I get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. The following is a paid political announcement. AM 560, The Answer. What's that, squirrel? Somebody in the chat on Rumble asked me about my Starbucks coffee. Remind me to tell the story about in 1992 when I bought a domain name called Cigar Bucks and went into the coffee cigar business and searched all over to find a better cup of coffee. Lavazza came close, although they had a premium blend. There was a couple of others, but i still going to call it the way I see it. It's the best coffee per dollar. Sorry, just this. Mike Oak Park. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello, Sean, my hero. Oh, hey, I just want to make a uh, Ooh, I'm so glad you don't sound like Lori Lightfoot. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. That's a real compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, regarding this uh, fake break-in at uh, Pelosi's old man's house, yeah. I just uh, noticing how, you know, when they had all the demonstrations and all the, uh, in front of the Supreme Court justices. Front yes, yard, yes. You know, nothing about that, about, nothing about them being threatened with their life or anything like that. Well, they were, they were clothed. I don't know if there was anybody in an underwear with a pink hammer. I don't know. But I will say yeah, this, Mike. You know what's suspicious to me? The house is worth $9 million and has a very, very sophisticated security system. The police have been mandated all throughout California for a decade to wear body cam. Yet we have no access to any footage. None. Nothing. Right. That leads me to believe... It's very similar to Chicago mobsters in the 50s when they had the political power to do anything and you were just supposed to buy the story. That's exactly what it seems like, and you remember those days. 
I agree with you 100. percent I agree with you. Okay. The other point this story I make, stinks like, like a hammer in Pelosi's house. Go ahead. The other point uh, I'm going to make is that uh, whenever uh, Nan, uh, Biden's nanny lets him out of his nursery, yeah. I hope the uh, next time nobody tells him what comes after a trillion. Yeah. Oh, me too. But, you know, I cut Jill a little slack. After all, she's been putting up with a naked Joe Biden for about 35 years, and that's enough for a pension. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. She earned her pension a lot more than that cream puff in Chicago did. Sue, pay <laughs> us. Oh, hi, Sean. Yes, I thought it reminded I had this thought that occurred to me. I don't know how accurate it is, but it reminds me of the Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby. I think yeah. they're going to try to knock this guy off before he. That's called an Epstein thing. now. And oh, is it? oh. it's called an Epstein. And it would be more dramatic if they had some fat guy attached to Chicago organized syndicate liquor distribution to button up a loose end. <laughs> I, I, I think that was a very entertaining show. And I like how Jack Ruby, they just let him go. Ah, you're all right with us. And nobody put the I'll ties together to the old syndicate pinball machines. That all was very right. hush hush. Eh. Yep. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, the magic bullet. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, well, thank you for calling me the magic bullet. Well, this will be the third day in a row. The police officers, they said it was against the law for me to hand out a piece of paper that said barmanusa.com. So uh, now it's Walworth County police officers. Last night it was the Walworth police officers. And uh, the guy that's uh, running for the sheriff, I told everybody to vote for his opponent. Are Facebook. you running? Are you allowed to talk about any platforms? Are you given any kind of venue where you can discuss your platform? Gonna, are you t- telling people you. you want to investigate the corruption in our foreign policy and insider trading among politicians? I want to. I want to say something, and I'm going after Paul Ryan. He's got a burner phone. He talks to that Brian Style kid every day, and that, and that Foxconn deal that he tried to ram every down everybody's throat. That whole thing. This guy stinks. He's horrible. He and, stinks and like a hammer is, at Pelosi's house. Not only that, I got to tell you something right now. Uh, I told you that was that guy's lover last night, and when I was lucky enough to get through. You know how hard it is to get through to your phone. I'm, I'm going to tell you right very now. Very popular, babe. I, We're sweeping the airways. Yes, it's very popular. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I can, I can get through. I can get in uh, to, to the morning show with Dan Prof and Amy Jacobson. I, I have to spend up to a half hour to get into your show. It's well, crazy. You deserve it. We so, give you top top billing and i i have stopped making fun of that ridiculous beard you have which if you win i'm shaving thank you very much chuck and dullivan i hope you win thank you david wheaton hey sean um i I don't know where to begin but uh i would say that uh when we we follow the trail back it's china and the fentanyl that this they're is interesting. to Mexico. I've been spending a lot of time on this. This is very, very interesting. Now, granted, a chemical or some chemicals do trace back to China. Some, but some don't. In fact, this is a drug that's being made oftentimes in American drug hellholes. So it's interesting how they're pinning it on China and they don't want you to realize it doesn't have to be made in China. It's a very interesting drug, and um, Mexico is to blame, and Mexico should feel the wrath of, of repercussions. But the Mexican government is interwoven with the American political apparatchik to launder the drug money. You've got to understand, too, Dave, we're talking big, big money, kid. This isn't like when we grew up. 
You're talking this is above hundreds of billions of dollars. This is the kind of drugs we're talking about in America. And when local municipalities and counties and states take the money on the rare busts, they keep it. They're not incentivized to shut that down. It's like a constant windfall, bi-monthly windfall. And take a look at some of the money that's been seized. And then ask yourself, where does it go? And then realize there is no such thing as government, just people with titles. I'm telling you, this 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 is a scam that pays, brother. Bill O'Reilly, and I listened to your show before, but Bill O'Reilly was talking with Trump, and they were advising him to go into get the cartels with the special forces. I'm sorry, our gang's bigger than their gang. Yeah, but and, that would be and, nice and, and if we could out. bring our gang back from Ukraine, if we could bring <laughs> them back from Somalia, Syria, and Yemen, doing the biddings of inbred Saudis. I would like that. But hey, you don't have the Mexico's got its problem with inbreeding, too, by the way. Uh, on the El Ranchos, so uh, yeah. but that's another story. But I, I but I think the, the special forces are better at getting like Jorge Ochoa and people like that. Yeah, and, uh, I, think I think the think special forces are needed in the sewer of Chicago. When you see yeah, fourteen, well, three year old got too. shot last night. Three year old, and you know what? They don't give a rip because they're just useful idiots to the Democrat mafia. Thank you very much, Dave and Wheaton. Let's hear. From somebody in a great costume. He's dressed as a superintendent. Up to 14 people shot. Uh, They're all in various conditions between uh, critical uh, and non-life-threatening. We also have a person... See, the superintendent was the one in his costume last night. The political apparatchik pretending to be representatives in the sewer of Chicago. Those 50 thieves calling themselves aldermen. That freak dressed like Jiminy Cricket pretending to be mayor. Those are the real people in costumes. They're dressed up like an actual law-abiding citizen, city. And they're dressed up like politicians that are helping the people rather than helping the drug dealers. That's the real winner. I vote for Superintendent Buffoon. You're the winner of the Illinois Costume Award yesterday. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I wonder if Paul Pelosi was talking about prostate secrets with the Pepe. Well, there could be a connection there. San Francisco, where the ball peen hammers have two balls. I'm going to tell you something. This system of government we have, it's so is, it, is, it is so rewarding of the corrupt oligarchs in this country. Joe, Joe Biden is a, is a punchline, isn't he? I mean, this isn't really our president. Is this guy the president? We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. And it kind of reminds me of the vice president and the connection to Willie Brown, also known as Sweet Willie Brown in San Francisco. San Francisco corrupt mayor that would make the Daly family blush in his open corruption. No, it's always bothered me how this idiot who had zero, zero support among Democrats just became the vice president. And uh, it's funny to watch other countries make fun of our vice president. This is Australia. I love when they make fun of her. For these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered. Let me rephrase that. Over these last 18 months, 
Democrats have delivered big time. <laughs> Is that Wrong. Bigly? Shouldn't she have said Bigly? I got used to Bigly. Uh, uh, laugh. That was the highlight. That was the high point of the speech. And boy, haven't the De Democrats delivered big time. Because gas prices, big, big inflation, more than 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the southern border. That's big. And don't forget the dramatic increase in violent crime in Democrat-run cities. <laughs> Some of the honest voters in different states that don't want in on the mafia, they're waking up. Here's a Wisconsin former Democrat voter. Also, top of mind for voters is the economy. People's savings are being eroded by, by rising inflation rates and things, and, and we just need to get back to the basics in this country. The, the Democrats have gone way too far left for the majority of the country. I don't like left and right. This isn't about left and right. This is about corrupt. This country's corrupt, and it's run by a mafia. The deciding factor, as if it's over like some third world banana republic hellhole, will be a week from today. Tom in his car. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? Splendid. All right, I want to put a challenge out to all of your listeners out there to call Darren Bailey's office. Tell him you want to sign to put on your front lawn, and don't be afraid to do it. We need a, a, a sea of Bailey signs to be seen because uh, 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 the area needs to know that uh, it doesn't belong to Pritzker. So that's my challenge out to your listeners. You're going to have to take this country back from the mafia. If you could take it back in Illinois, to Tom's point, to, uh, to Kevin in Austin, Texas, that would be a huge win. It's possible. No one can point to a Chicago, Illinois Democrat that's ever produced anything but failure and corruption. You see, that's their business model. That's what keeps the money flowing. That's what, what makes them immune to fact, objective fact. The objective fact is simple. The Democrats have never been right about any problem we've ever had. None. Every solution they have isn't really a solution. It's a Rube Goldberg system of corruption. And that's why they refuse to let their people know the basic fundamentals of their failure. This is why they are selling you this fairy tale, this bald-faced lie of their policy. We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. I don't compare myself to losers. Biden, short in the pants, wet socks. We're America. We're supposed to be better because of principles, not because we lose better. Give me another segment. For Talk to somebody. Damn. I'll be back in 21. Have a great night. Have an American night.